on 89.9 The Light. You're in conversation with Clayton. And on this day, uh, this Sunday is World Hunger Day. And we're going to talk a little bit more about what it means to be World Hunger Day and the you know startling statistics of 11% of our world right now are going hungry. And yet uh, there's been research proven that if we just distribute food differently, everybody could be fed. And we still live in this world around this. And it's a pleasure to be able to chat via Zoom to the Senior Director of Regional Programs for the Asian Region through Compassion International, based in Sri Lanka, Sharon Cruz joins me. How are you, Sharon? Doing well, Clayton. Nice to be part of that. It's wonderful to have you on. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for talking to us uh, about this topic today as well. And I know that uh, you understand uh, very much firsthand and also a lot of your experience is based around having to work with how do we get food to the right people. Could you tell us a little bit about your story, your journey? Yeah, so I'm uh, from Sri Lanka and I've been with Compassion for the last 13 years uh, and I work in, in the Asian countries. Uh, you know, one of the one of the thing uh, with regards to you know uh, food security uh, is one of the thing which affects uh, many many uh, uh, sort of challenges for for the children. You know, as 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 uh, you may be aware of, compassion works closely with children uh, in need, children in poverty. So food insecurity is a, is a is a big challenge we face in all the countries we work. You know, food security, how we define and, and is the state of being without reliable access to a sufficiently quality uh, of affordable or nutritious food. Uh, if the children don't get it, especially when they are young, it actually creates a serious problem for them. And that is a major, major need uh, in, in the world now. So I have been actually working with uh, people who are vulnerable, who have been affected uh in my in, in my uh, working experience so it is it is something you know i always when you see firsthand when children without food and see how the impacts of that you know it is always heartbreaking so so i i decided to join and work with compassion and one of the main thing is that how we can support these little children and youth uh, to to actually come out of poverty by ensuring food security as well mm. Um, and it is quite remarkable that I, from the stories and the understanding that I have as well, Sharon, is that, you know, not only once you have food for children, it changes a whole lot of dynamics. One, they can then focus on education because how do you actually focus on learning and going to school and these sorts of things if you don't have food? Uh, also, parents and grandparents and the family around can focus on work and other aspects to try and help provide the family rather than just the desperate need of food for the family. It has these roll-on effects as we make sure that children and then families are fed, right? Yes, yes, definitely what you said is correct. See, one of the main thing, you know, uh, in my experience, uh, because of food security, if they don't have food on the table, I would categorize there are five areas of development they get affected. You know, one of the main thing we all know that is malnutrition, right? Food insecurity often leads to malnutrition, nutrition which can cause a variety of health problems, uh, including uh, stunted growth, weakened immune system, and also increased risk of diseases. So most of these children you know, naturally face that, that major risk. And the second one is health issues. Uh, so food insecurity definitely increases the risk of uh, uh, chronic health conditions, uh, uh, like, like uh, diabetes and, and other things, but also leads to heart disease as well. Uh, it can also lead to mental health problems, uh, such as depression, anxiety, and stress in them as well. 
The third one I would say is the poor academic uh, performance. You know, it affects the children's cognitive development as well. Uh, so which will mean that they will definitely experience developmental delays, who perform poorly in school, and also having, uh, and also will have definitely uh, difficulty in concentrating. The fourth one is economic instability, uh, which actually affects the households. Uh, and also they have to spend a large portion on the food, uh, which means they cannot do anything else. That leads to uh, a cycle of poverty and the families really struggle to meet their basic needs. Uh, the last one I would say is the social isolation. Uh, this actually can also lead to socialized isolation as individuals and families may be unable to participate in, in social events and activities due to lack of nutritional food. So it basically affects the, uh, the, the family in a holistic way, not just uh, from a malnutrition or health issue. So that has been my experience. And how do we respond to that to ensure the, the, that we sort of mitigate or eliminate these things will really help the, uh, the, the child to really grow and come out of uh, all these. Uh, and Sri Lanka, where you are located as well, is right now in the middle of uh, that economic crisis, which is impacting that food crisis as well. Could you talk a little bit to that, even just in your local, uh, you know, it, I know you serve all of Asia with your role, but even just in Sri Lanka? Yeah, definitely. And as you know, you know, Sri Lanka uh, in the last uh, 12 to 18 months is, is going a major economic crisis. Uh, it was in the peak of it uh, last uh, April to, to August, where you know at that point, the inflation was uh, above 90%, around 92% as per the government statistics. Uh, the food inflation itself is much, much uh, higher. So that really, really affected uh, many, many children and many, the whole population, not, not just the, the children. You know, based on the uh, latest uh, statistics uh, we have uh, from World Food Program, still 32% of the household uh, uh, don't have enough food or they compromise the, the quality of the food. And we also have close to 35% of the children in need of emergency food. This is based on recent uh, World Food Program data. So that situation, it has affected the, the whole of Sri Lanka, especially children, has been most vulnerable in this. When they don't get the, 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 uh, enough food on the table, uh, that has led to many social problems. As I shared earlier, it has led to those, those challenges to children as well. You know, you know, when you look at the the inflation itself is, you know, at some point close to 90 percent mm. uh, that the prices went up and we are, there's a huge, uh, huge shortage of food, huge, huge shortage of uh, other things as well. Uh, and also there were power cuts. Uh, we also uh, did have lack of uh, fuel coming in where the country did not have any money to 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 bring in things inside the country. Currently, the situation has slightly improved. The inflation has come down to around uh, 30, 30 to 35%. Uh, but still, uh, there are many areas to, to move on. One of the reasons for that improvement is the government, current government was able to negotiate with the International Monetary Fund, IMF, and, and receive uh, some initial uh, support. But also in, in discussion with most of the uh, uh, creditors to restructure the debt, where the country will be able to pay in the longer term rather than immediately. So those things have slightly helped us, but still a lot of people are in need uh, and, and government is doing its best to, to support, but there's that the recovery is, is a long way, a long way ahead. Yeah. 
we're going to talk about in a couple of moments time with uh, Sharon uh, that what's some of the practical things that occur what, what's actually happening for a family when something like 90 percent inflation actually happens for them and then what occurs for them when someone like compassion comes around and provides food uh, through i know the current campaign it is actually going to go and help uh, Sri Lanka and a whole lot of people there as well. So we're going to continue this World Hunger Day having a chat with Sharon Cruz. He is the Senior Director of Regional Programs uh, in the Asian region for Compassion International. On the way next here on 89.9, The Light. You're in conversation with Clayton. This is World Hunger Day today, uh, May the 28th, and uh, we know that there is some alarming stats that are around around World Hunger Day generally. I think I mentioned a little bit earlier on, you know, 11% of the world uh, currently does not have the food that it needs. That It does mean that there's actually enough. There's plenty of food around if we could distribute it correctly. Um, 98% of hunger is currently concentrated in underdeveloped countries as well. Um, and this is part of what the, the rest of this world, including us here in Australia, need to understand and what can we play? What's the role that we can play as part of this? We love the work of Compassion and uh, from Compassion International, the Asian region, a senior director of regional programs. We're currently speaking to him in Sri Lanka is Sharon Cruz. And uh, Sharon, I want to just talk specifically, you mentioned before about, you know, inflation got to 90% in Sri Lanka and thankfully it's down. Now it's still pretty high at 30 or 35%. Um, but what did it actually mean for a family when suddenly everything is at 90%. Is it that they just are doing without food? Is it that families are getting together to, to you know, have one meal a day if they can? I mean, what happens in a society when, when we actually get to that sort of level? Yeah, yeah. So so when a society gets to that level, you know, there are multiple uh, different approaches they take. You know, one of the things is to, it is a main coping mechanism. You know, depending on, you know, what is available in the local community and, and what is available in that country, uh, so, for example, in Sri Lanka, most of the families started compromising on what the quality of the food, you know, what do they eat? You know, they may be eating uh, three meal a day. They may compromise to two meal a day. Uh, another group of uh, communities might compromise, you know, or, you know uh, purchasing of uh, protein or fish or meat. They, they stop eating that. They only only eat starch and a little bit of vegetable. Uh, that's one way of the coping mechanism the Sri Lankan people have used. Uh, the the other way is uh, also to see where you can cut down on all the other things uh, and 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 stay uh, as much as possible as at home uh, and 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 continue to compromise on the quality so other expenses are cut down uh, for example traveling or if you had to travel somewhere else instead of going in the bus they you they walk and go so you can save that and, and use it for food. Uh, so there are multiple coping mechanisms all the families had to go through. And and one of the other challenges was that at some point, you know, there's a lack of uh, uh, schooling. We had children were not able to go to school. Mm. Uh, so so they were, they could not buy all the educational uh, books, but they needed for school. So they, they sent only one child to school and kept the other child or send the child alternative days. Uh, because of that. So there are multiple ways they compromise uh, and which actually has led to, to malnutrition, health issues, and also social issues uh, sort of as an impact of, of what they have done. Now, I'm guessing that, um, you know, through the work of Compassion, um, you have seen the difference it makes. Um, is there a story of, and we're not necessarily saying to share the person's name, but is there a story that you can share or, or a life change of 
Well, in this situation, as Compassion have come alongside and maybe have provided that food or the ability to you know, cover some of the education or whatever it might have been so that then the family can be looked after. Can you talk a, a bit about the experience of what's happened with the work of Compassion in Sri Lanka? Yeah, definitely. So one other thing, what, what uh, Compassion has supported in the way through the partners uh, to see, you know, identify these children and families who are in need, uh, in, in definitely in collaboration with the local government uh, 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 members, uh, and uh, see, see, see how we can provide that uh, mainly the food packs one of the thing uh, is that uh, compassion uh, supported the partners to ensure that all the children and the families uh, have uh, food give, been given food pack so they have food on the table uh, basic food so so they don't need to sort of you know compromise food uh, but at least they have three meals on the table uh, to ensure their their nutritional uh, side is not compromised uh, but the other way is that supporting uh, them with educational equipment, books as as needed, and some places provision of uh, bicycles uh, where youth will be able to use that to go to school or to do take care of themselves uh, when when there, there was a major issue uh, at some point without fuel there was a tran lack of transportation uh, was an issue last year in in Sri Lanka. So for if, if I can share a story, you know there was a. Uh, there were there's there's a, uh, a family where compassion has supported, uh, where one of those uh, uh, child they, is able to go to school, but one of the child they could not really send that child because they did not have enough financial uh, at that point to send. So with compassion support of educational support, they were able to purchase uh, the educational materials uh, needed for that child. So that that child is also was part of the. Uh, project of the partner is able to go uh, and also continue the education. So that is a, one of the one of the example. And the other story is that you know it it's mainly the provision of food packs. Uh, it's it's actually a huge huge uh, blessing I would say for that family uh, where there was no uh, there was lack of food and also. Uh, because uh, challenges with the transportation, many uh, of the families' compassion support, they do daily labor or they do uh, different agriculture uh, labor work where there was no job for them. So even the income they had, they have lost. So one of those child like that, you know, who did not have anything uh, because the father lost the uh, daily job mm. and they didn't have any other way of finding a solution for that. The food pack we gave and they were able to really, really survive with that during that very difficult period uh, a few months back. So they were able to come through that uh, because of the way we have supported. Compassion was able, partners were able to provide close to 40,000 uh, food packs for 40,000 household in the last few months and supported them. So these 40,000 households were able to continue to have three meals on the table. It's wonderful that uh, to hear that incredible you know change of what that actually is, and obviously part of the reason, as we heard, why you you joined this work and have been doing it for so long now too. Um, Sharon, could you talk to us as well um, as we finish up? You know, this is World Hunger Day, so people might be listening and say, okay, what can I do? I mean, obviously, I, I I'm sure you'd be saying, well, you can head and support the work of Compassion here in Australia, and and certainly we'd encourage everybody to be involved in in on a day like World Hunger Day, making a difference in this world. Um, are there specifics that here in Australia, here in Melbourne, we should be thinking about um, that you would love to say to us? 
Yeah, I think as is a world hunger day, I mean, if, if I share quickly a, a couple of statistics, you know, globally, through 2022, food insecurity has increased uh, by 5.4% across the countries Compassion is working. And the number of people in Compassion countries experiencing food insecurity is expected to increase in 2023 uh, as well. And overall, uh, 550,000 children uh, situated in the areas where uh, greater than 30% of the population is food secure, uh, where, where the compassion is working. An estimated 20.5% uh, of overall population in compassion countries are currently classified as moderate or severely food insecure. So that actually shows you how, how uh, the dramatic the data is, right? You know, imagine a 24.5% increase uh, of, of uh, population uh, going to be classified as moderate and severely food insecure. That is a very big, significant number. So, so I would encourage uh, whoever is listening to think of how we can support the people where compassion is working and how we can support them. This support will be a great, great blessing for those children and their families for their own survival. And also to continue to, you know, not to compromise the quality of food, where they can continue to help the children to grow in a in a in a very developmental way. Yeah, absolutely right. I love that. Uh, thank you for that encouragement. And I think, you know, as we've talked, uh, obviously here as well, that we haven't mentioned it in this interview, but certainly with compassion as well. From a, you know, being a, a station that is about. Uh, having a, a Christian voice into this world that Compassion does so often work with churches and uh, gives families the opportunity to understand a bit more of that uh, deeper purpose of uh, Jesus and God's love for them as well. Uh, so we thank you so much for your work that you are doing. Thank you for taking the time to chat to us today as well, uh, Sharon. Really appreciate your time. Thank you, Clayton. Thank you. Sharon Cruz, he is the Senior Director of Regional Programs in the Asian region for Compassion International, having a chat to us this World Hunger Day.